The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to move from your good life to one that is amazing? Then you've tuned in to the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you the tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is amazing. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you for taking the time in your active life to participate in being on the journey of how to move from good to amazing. Really appreciate all of you that share the show with your family and friends. And one of the shows I've truly been looking forward to is our guest today, Caroline Sutherland, who is a medical intuitive and, in my opinion, one of the greatest people that I've ever met when it comes to the body, what the body knows, and how how to energetically understand your body, and how to be healthy. Caroline, welcome to our show today. I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, it's wonderful to be with you. Thank you, Temple. I'm really honored. Unity Radio, boy, that's, that's really a, a pinnacle there. Bless your heart. Thank you. Well, you have so much information to give, and and one of the things that I share with people in our spiritual community on Twitter and YouTube and all the other ways in which we reach people, I always tell them that, you know, your body truly does know. Your body never lies. You know, uh, often we say in metaphysics, you know, we fake it till we make it. But you can kind of fake being prosperous. You know, you can carry a larger purse or a bigger wallet. You, can be, <laughs> you know, it can be real thick. Or you can, you know, have a nice car and have a lease. Or you can have a nice home. But yet, when it comes to our body... You really can't fake your health. And it's one thing that for some reason we kind of overlook that in scripture about the, your body is a temple and to treat it accordingly. And I was even named that. I mean, temple is my birth name. And I think that was kind of like my first clue. Well, you know my story. I kind of missed that for years. But now I truly understand that for me to express energy, for me to express someone having an amazing life, I must take care of my of my house, you know, my physical house. So thank you in advance for all the work that you do. I know that Louise Hayes said that the first time she met you in the 90s, that you were her dream come true, that you are the person that for the first time could see her, look at her deficiencies, look at the adjustments that she made, and... And you really got her and knew what she needed. And when I met you, I felt, I felt the same way. You're just doing great work out there in the world. Well, it was a pretty serendipitous meeting, meeting Louise Hay, let me tell you. And I had not, I did not know I was going to meet her. And then just one moment, she was right in front of me. And, um, you know, she'd come for her reading, but it was kind of an odd mix up with a gal that was organizing, uh, the, the readings that I was doing down in the Southern California area. And she just happened to just sort of literally materialize, <laughs> sit down in a chair right in front of me. And, um, I just looked at her and I just knew this, this, and this is what we got to do. 
And um, she apparently had had a dream, uh, you know, a short while before meeting me that somebody was going to come and help her with her health. And I guess I t- it turned out to be me. So it was pretty amazing. And then I became a Hay House author, and I've got two books out with Hay House. One is called The Body Knows, How to Tune Into Your Body and Improve Your Health. And then I have another one, The Body Knows How to Stay Young. And I really do believe and know personally for myself and for, you know, hundreds and thousands of clients that that the body has a wisdom. And if we can tap into that and and give it what it wants, then it will return the favor and it will be our, you know, helpmate and ally throughout our lives. And let's face it, unity, any new thought, you know, focus is all about being on the planet and being part of the, the change in consciousness, the shift in awareness that we are, you know, beloved children of God, of the universe, and that we're here to do something with our lives and make make our lives some kind of a uh, creative gesture, if you will, as an instrument of, you know, God, Spirit, the Divine, whatever you want to call it. And we can't do that to the degree that we want to do that or have the inner desire to do that unless we have a healthy body. And there's certain elements that I believe that when those elements are followed, that person's health will turn around, and it doesn't matter what their age is. It just simply does not matter. They can be in their 70s or 80s or 60s or 50s. They will turn around. And I met Louise Hay. She was 73, and uh, she has witnessed, of course, a, a fabulous level of health. And I have um, just a, a great deal of, of uh, what's the word I want to say, gratitude for meeting her and also for the fact that her body uh, was able to take some of these suggestions and, and turn around in such a beautiful way. And look at her. She travels all over. She has mm-hmm. a very active life. Um, she's yeah. the type of person today that I saw her just a few weeks ago that when she lectures, she's so energized and vibrant. And she's in her uh, middle 80s. She's 85 now. She's, she, yeah. she actually turned 86 on October the 8th. So she's 86 now. And um, that's pretty incredible for anyone who's up there in years to be that vibrant and, and able to do the numbers of things that she does. And so it's just a clear testament to the fact that it doesn't matter the age of the person. If they're going to put some pieces in, of course, the key piece, the biggest piece for everybody and for all of the listeners, just put your hand on your heart and just ask yourself, am I addicted to something? Okay, now an addiction means something that's very hard, and I might be deviating off the questions, Temple, please stop me if I am. But the one thing that will prevent us from having optimum health is addictions. And it can be an addiction to sugar or caffeine or to worry, or it can be to overwork or some kind of habit that's not supportive or helpful. And an addiction is something that's hard to let go of. You know, in other words, we know in our heart, I mean, it's pretty simple, with your hand on their heart and asking the question, am I addicted to something? And if coffee pops up or sugar pops up, well, that means that something has a hold on us that's difficult to let go of, even with the best of intentions, even with the best of discussions within self. It's just a tough thing to let go of. And so, but that is the one thing that's preventing us from having optimum health. And I've always said that, and it was kind of fun. I was at a conference a few years ago with Deepak Chopra, and he hopped up on the stage and had a full audience, and he said, you know the one thing that's really keeping you from optimum health? And that's addictions. 
And addiction does not mean to drugs and alcohol. It can be that, but it's more to anything. It's a pattern, a behavior, just something that takes you off the trail. It's very seductive, like a lot of people drink coffee, which actually changes the electromagnetic field. It changes a person's aura, and it puts in the energy and the vibration of anger and irritation. And people say, well, I'm not addicted. You know, I've got my two cups of coffee at eight. Well, sorry, yes, you are. If it's something that you can't put down, in other words, it's hard to put down, hard to stop, then it's an addiction. And as a matter of fact, if you're admitted to hospital and they ask you how many glasses of alcohol do you have a week, and if you say, I have one glass of wine every day, believe it or not, they put you down on the list as an alcoholic, in other words, one glass of wine or one glass of any kind of alcoholic beverage labels you, if you were ever admitted to hospital, they would want to know that because you could go in to the DTs having a detox reaction if the person stops the alcohol. So it's fascinating. But people wonder. They say, well, you know, why, why am I not healthy? Why do I have joint pain? Why is my brain kind of a little bit foggy and I can't think clearly? Just take a look at some of these toxic substances or addictions, as I call them. And if the person's willing to let those go and leave those aside so that the full body regeneration and repair can come to the fore, they will not believe the difference. And by the way, on January the 9th, starting on January 9th, I'm having my annual New Year's uh, detox program. It's a seven-day program where I take people off specific offending foods and in seven days, literally, they will witness an improvement in their overall health. Well, I can I can truly um, say that um, that I've been fortunate at First Unity of at St. Petersburg on Unity Campus to have you come in, Carolina, a few years ago, and and fun. and seeing an audience of um, two to three hundred people hear you and and listen to the things that you were sharing to us and I know many people that had tremendous health breakthroughs and have changed some of their issues because of the kind of work that you do. I also know that people listen to your Monday night call. Do you still have that where people can call in on on Monday Mm -hmm. night and all that information is on uh, Caroline's website, Caroline Sutherland, S-U-T-H-E-R-L-A-N-D dot com. And you can find out all about the things and delve further into the subjects that we're touching base upon today. Well, I just talked to a woman um, last week, Caroline, that was telling me that that for so long and for so many years, she's had two glasses of wine every night. Every night, she gets home, it's how she unwinds, and she was very quick to say, now, I don't have a problem or anything like that, but I've been doing it every night for as long as I can remember. And then she said, and I've been con- I've been diagnosed as... Um, type 2 diabetes and needed yeah, right. to get a needed to get a grip on you know some weight loss etc but she said you know i made a decision to just one particular day to stop the drinking and i went like 10 days without it and then when i poured a glass again and went to drink it I could not do it anymore. And I think that's the thing that I that I want to highlight for people that are wanting to move from just an ordinary life to an amazing life is that 
unless if you're willing to do without something for a period of time, be it dairy, be it wheat, be it alcohol, um, it's then when you put it back in after a 10-day, you know, two-week period that you can really see, wow, why am I doing this to myself? Because when you do it every day, you're not even aware of how it's affecting you or impacting you. And I know you're a very strong advocate for that with the people that you work with. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, I, I think the neatest thing, and it's just what you said, is that it doesn't take long. Here's this gal. She set down the wine after a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden her blood sugars returned to normal. That's how little time it takes. And she didn't realize that she thought, well, two glasses of wine is not really affecting anything. But um, it was. It was affecting blood sugars, and then she noticed that she got the balance from it. I would say, and I don't think there's anything wrong with having a glass of wine here and there, or even, you know, a glass of who knows what it is, scotch or what anything else. But I would say leave it off during the week, like for the five days, you know, Monday right through, then Friday night, and have yourself half a glass of wine. And not much. And the, t- and the trick is is to have a sip of wine, for example, and four sips of water. A sip of wine, four sips of water. As you have it set down by your, if you're out for dinner, you just have a little bit and, it, it, and savor it and enjoy it and don't take very much of it. And I think the body's fine with that. It's when we get over that amount, that's when we, we have the problem. Well, one of the um, Caroline-isms, that's what I call them, <laughs> because, uh, you know, through the years of listening to you, I like to make some good notes. And one of the things that you said that really changed my life, um, because, you know, I was a drinker and have and had anything for 25 years, but then would have sometimes those carb or, or the sugar cravings. And yeah. I don't, I don't do well with sugar and I don't, I mean, I love it going in, but I never like the way I feel, you know, two hours after and then the whole day after. But the yeah. one thing that you said very clearly is when you're craving sugar your body is is lacking in protein and that's just been um mm-hmm. life altering for me i really thank wow. you for that oh that's so great i love that 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 really helped you and it is so very simple a body that craves sugar is a body that's not having consistent protein it doesn't need to be animal protein it can be nuts it can be seeds it can be, you know, eggs or goat cheese or whatever. Just give the body the protein, not just that, but give it the fat as well, and they'll settle down those cravings right away. How did you get into this work, Caroline? I think that there are many people that are that are listening that are have not heard of you before, if that's possible. But because we range in so many other countries, odds are um, some people are new to your work. Um, didn't you grow up in a medical profession? Well, I tell you, I grew up in a medical family. My father was a, a doctor, so was my grandfather, and my mother was a dietitian. So I come from a very strong, conventional Western medical background. My father was extremely interested in preventative medicine, and so that was his specialty. Uh, so he, you know, my mother was a dietitian, so there was a lot of homemade, you know, whole wheat bread and whole. Oh, made yogurt and all this stuff. Of course, it was making me sick. I, I think I'd been allergic to wheat and dairy since I was a little kid. But I grew up in that family. But in my late 30s, I began to experience the early warning signs of multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease, and often it's misdiagnosed. 
And my doctor, I mean, this is where the grace of God comes right in there, barreling right down from the universe and, and, and unity principles, is basically, you know, whatever you need is going to show up. So what happened was I went from my annual physical to my doctor, and you know how at the end of, the, at the end of you know, all the checks and this and that and ticking things off, she, you know, the question is, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? And so I said, well, yes, absolutely, there's something I want to talk about. I've been bumping into things. I've been having neurological problems, little mini blackouts, bumping into, a, you know, the corner of a, a table, you know, the edge of a table or a, a doorway, a door, little door sill, little door jam um, as I go by. And sometimes I can't think clearly. I'll start out with a, with a, you know, concept in my mind that I want to talk about, and I'll get started on it, and I'll get halfway through or into it, and then I can't remember what I was saying. And it feels like I'm, you know, my word retrieval is bad, and I'm not able to finish a concept. And so she looked at me, and she said, you know, I'm not going to rule out multiple sclerosis, but the first thing I want you to do is go to this doctor that specializes in environmental medicine, and I want you to have be tested for foods and something called candida yeast. You could be allergic to certain foods. And to myself, I went, oh, as if, you know, that I could be allergic to a food. She said, well, we don't know yet. You should make an appointment and go and see this doctor. Well, it was the 27th of November, and it was in 1983. And I was, at that point, an incredible cook. I'm still a good cook, but not to that degree in in that way. But I used to host big parties at Christmas time and made all these goodies and fudge and Christmas cookies and did all this stuff. And then would have a huge, big party, neighborhood party, and I'd start, you know, cooking and making homemade croissants and all this stuff. Well, I wasn't going to see any doctor if all of this was going to be, uh, you know, scotched. All of that would, would be taken out of my, my regimen and my schedule. So I scheduled that appointment for to see him in January of, of uh, 1984, and that day changed my life. I had all my food allergies tested. Every single one of them, when they were intradermally under the skin tested, showed that I had massive reactions to all the common foods that I was taking, most notably sugar, most notably wheat and flour products, and all milk products. Every single one of my symptoms, including uh, fluid retention and weight gain. And then when I was tested for candida yeast, boom, Neurologically, I could barely walk from the testing, the chair, over to the nurse to have her check uh, my allergic reaction on my skin. I was sort of weaving. I felt like I was losing my memory, and I was starting to feel panic attacks. Like I'd feel very, very panically, like my heart was racing really quickly. And that's one of the things with candida yeast is depression, anxiety, and panic attacks. And a lot of people don't know that. So that started me on a journey. I was at the time a fashion writer for a big city newspaper. So I quit my job at the newspaper, and I was asked by the doctor to come and work for him to uh, be a patient counselor, help patients with recipes and so forth, and when they're getting off a certain way of eating and onto a new way. And then ultimately, I was sent to uh, take a course in electrodiagnostic uh, analysis, and I learned how to use special equipment from Germany, and I was able to test thousands of patients, and I tested, by the time I left a clinical setting, 55,000 patient visits, and I got a really first-hand, close look 
at the numbers of people that walk the planet to this day that have food allergies and sensitivities and have no awareness of it. So that's what started me off on this journey, and then I just stuck with it. I believed it was important. I believed that this was something that, in a general sense, in a mass sense, we could educate the public about. And I've just stayed with it, and next year it's going to be a 30-year anniversary. That's absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, we're talking today with Caroline Sutherland, and she's just given us the insight on how she started her incredible journey. And after break, we'll start talking specifically about individuals and some of their reactions and things that can change. Some simple allergies that you may think are yours for life could change in an instant by doing what Caroline recommends. We'll be right back. Thank you so much, everyone, for participating with Unity Online Radio. You're listening to the show from Good to Amazing. I'm Temple Hayes, and this show is hosted by Unity Campus in the heart of St. Petersburg, Florida. We'll be right back. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. When you pray, do you wonder if anyone is listening? What should and can you ask of God? Why aren't your prayers being answered? Prayer is a challenge for many of us. Now there's a new book that can help deepen your understanding. Based on his 35 years in ministry, author Jim Rosemurgy has developed a prayer and meditation practice called The Gathering. In just 40 days, The Gathering will become your foundation for a genuine, ever-deepening experience of God's imminent presence and unlimited power. You'll understand that God can't fulfill your needs, but your needs can be met. You'll see that prayer isn't something you do. It's something you experience. Explore Jim Rosemurgy's new book, The Gathering, a 40-day guide to the power of group and personal prayer. Available now at www.unitybooks.org. Unity Online Radio is turning five this year, and we're throwing the biggest bash of all. A cruise to the Caribbean, November 10th through 17th, 2012. We'll celebrate in style aboard Holland America Line's Eurodam with sunshine, fine dining, and a selection of island excursions at beautiful ports of call in the Eastern Caribbean. Plus, feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation. Your favorite host will be there, and we hope you join us too as we celebrate five years of spiritual programming at Unity Online Radio. For more information, go to www.unity.fm. Thank you for tuning in for From Good to Amazing with Reverend Temple Hayes. 
If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at amazing at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thank you, everyone, for being on our show today, for listening and participating and sharing it with your friends. I'm talking with our guest, Caroline Sutherland. She is the author of Your Body Knows. She is the author of Your Body Knows and How to Stay Young. You can go to her website, carolinesutherland.com. She has, she's a Hay House author. She has her own uh, radio show. And she is sharing the good word and the great message to everyone that's willing to listen about simple techniques that you can use to stay young, to stay vibrant, to be energized, and to lessen allergies and chronic pain and all these other areas of life that we know today in our society, the ways that we experience disease. Well, I know, Caroline, the the Fillmores of Unity would have adored the work that you're doing because they were very adamant about taking care of their body. They doubled their life expectancy in their lifetime. And who knows, because of the kind of work you're doing, we may find that we live a lot longer and a lot more healthy to boot. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I admire their work so much, and, and it's all connected. What I think is so neat and so very unity and so very metaphysical is once you correct the physical body, what you'll notice is the emotions are a lot less overweighted. There's a lot less drama, you know, things that, that um, may seem very insurmountable, they are handleable once, and that's not even a word. They're, you can handle them much more easily once that physical body is corrected. So the emotions have less weight. They're less important, meaning negative emotions and, and things, the ups and downs of life on an emotional level. They have a lot less weight. And the other thing that's really interesting and very dramatic, and this all happens, by the way, in a number of days. This is not something that takes weeks and months and years to correct. This will correct literally start to correct within 48 hours. So that's one thing about the emotions. And then the second most beautiful thing is the person lines up spiritually. They have more access to their inner guidance. They can actually listen to their inner guidance. They can sense more quickly, get an intuitive sense. And they're literally lined up, like Mother Teresa would say, they cleave, you know, cleave to spirit. You know, the number one connection is your spiritual connection. So that word cleave means galvanized to spirit. And that's what happens when the physical body is cleaned up, when these addictions are set aside, when the person gets with an exercise program, starts eating correctly, mainly when they get their blood sugars balanced, get that blood sugar handling, you know, right on track. Literally, the emotions are less overweighted and the person lines up spiritually. It's dramatic. It's fabulous. Well, and the other thing that, you know, I find, a lot of people don't seem to understand is that the law of attraction, uh, the magnet attraction, is not just a head trip. If your body's not lined up with the ideas and the vibration in which to attract the very thing you're seeking, 
it doesn't occur. And in other words, you can have uh, the greatest ideas in your head and in your mind, and you can do the affirmations. But if the body does not agree with the affirmations that one is stating and one is declaring, then it's not going to line up. It's not going to be congruent and that was uh, very freeing for me you know many years ago to understand that that emotionally and mentally and physically everything needed to line up and be going in the same direction for, so the greater good could come into my life otherwise we're going to keep attracting at the level of what we're wanting to move away from versus where we want to be Absolutely. I mean, I think when you have a, a strong physical body and things are corrected, and that includes many things like hormones and thyroid and, you know, certain supplements and so forth. Um, but when, when, when the body is corrected, then your ability to be able to manifest, I believe, is much stronger. I mean, it's pretty, manifestation is pretty much instantaneous, but you have this ability because you're feeling strong and, and feeling good and wonderful and you, you put out that vibration of really manifesting some wonderful, wonderful things into your life. Well, for a person that is just saying, okay, I'm, I'm listening to this show and I'm, I'm ready to get started today, uh, one of the things that you mentioned earlier is that they could join your your detox program starting January the 9th, but we've got a, mm-hmm. we've got a, a, a month or so ahead of us and we're getting into the holy days and things like that. Yeah. What are some simple things that, like, do you ask people to journal? Like, what are you actually eating um, each day? I mean, what are some, some of your early beginning steps in which you coach people? Yes. Well, first of all, I think people will really enjoy uh, my free meditation that's on my website, carolinesutherland.com. It's a free full-body scan meditation, so people could go to that, and they could use that on a daily basis, which scans the body and shows them the strength of their body at every single organ. So that's really helpful, and, and, and it's very healing as well. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to really understand the word respect. So respect. So in other words, God has given us a physical body. I mean, you can't imagine, and of course you can, Temple, but the numbers of people literally that are lining up to be born, there are literally souls waiting, 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 waiting to be born, if you believe such things as I do. Um, and look at us. Here we are on the planet in physical form. We've been given the privilege of having a body right now in this time. So what we want to do is, in turn, because God has given us this, we want to respect it. Oh, God, thank you so much for giving me this body. I am so thrilled. I just believe it's just a wonderful privilege to have um, a physical body. And so then we respect it. So the first thing is understanding the power and the seduction of addictions. The addictive process is very seducing, and that's to anything. You know, we're, we can be addicted to a person who may not be good for us. We could be addicted to a particular activity that's not helpful. So to understand that those take us away from the trail, the, 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 the most important trail, the path that we're on, which is a spirit-guided path. So we're on that, and all that happens with the power and seduction of addictions is it takes us off that path, takes it into the sidelines, into the dark corners where we stay. 
and that's not healthy. So we want to stay on that path, and we need some kind of a guiding light. So I would suggest the um, full-body healing meditation. That would be useful. Staying on track every Monday night with the free teleconferences because I can do spot readings and answer questions there for anybody at any time. That's another good thing. And then to understand one of the most powerful addictions on a food level is to sugar. And a, a neat way, a really dramatic way to keep people away from sugar is give them understanding that cancer cells are glucose-supported. Any fast-growing cell needs sugar to grow and proliferate. So that keeps people well away from sugary substances. And if you're having alcohol, have it sparingly and always have a few bites of protein with it, like, you know, some goat cheese on crackers or uh, smoked salmon or something like that that balances the sugar that's in the alcohol with a protein. So sugar is important to understand that cancer cells are glucose-supported. Any fast-growing cell needs sugar to grow and proliferate, so that's a great motivator to keep sugar exposures low. But a really easy little tip is whenever you get a sugar craving, just like you said, uh, Temple, you know, that I taught when I came to um, Unity of St. Petersburg, by the way, which I had so much fun being at your campus. It's gorgeous, and the people are fun and vibrant. Of course, I adore Florida, so who wouldn't want to come there? But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's really neat. But but to just like you said, every time you get a sugar craving, respond directly with a protein. Just go to the cupboard of the fridge. You say, oh, I got a couple, you know, I got a cold chicken leg in there. Well, grab one of those. Or you got some hard-boiled eggs. Grab one of those. Or you got some nuts or seeds or nut butter even on a cracker, hopefully not a wheat-based cracker. We'll take that sugar craving right away because when you understand what it is, it's the pancreas. The pancreas is a small organ slightly below, slightly behind the stomach, and it's responsible for blood sugar handling. So that pancreas is saying, you know what, I need to supply glucose to your brain. Now that's so that the brain can think and you can act and it's all done at the brain level. And so that pancreas is trying to supply glucose to the brain. Well, it's, it really does need sugar, but it's the form that you deliver it in. Deliver that in the form of protein. The pancreas breaks it down supplies the glucose to the brain from the breakdown of protein in a very efficient delivery, very smooth, very efficient, very stabilizing delivery, not like sugar, which is a fast delivery, like putting kindling on a, a fire when you're trying to light a fire. Well, it'll, it'll spark and it'll light, but it'll burn up really quickly. If you put proper wood on the fire, uh, you know, a piece of wood, it'll burn more slowly, and that's what protein does. So it's not to say that you're not having anything like fruit or you're not having brown rice or other carbohydrates. You are, because if you take them down too low, you won't have energy. But it's the idea of that immediate fix. It's the message that the body is giving. I need something. I need something sweet. Okay, how can I supply that in a delivery that's efficient and will work to supply the glucose that my body needs to my brain? So that's a trick that people can easily do, always respond to a sugar craving with a protein. And then again, we're coming up on the holidays. In your car, have a bag of nuts. If you're going to a, a party, an office party or, you know, an open house, eat before you even get in the door. Eat a proper meal or a snack before you even get there. 
and then go there, always take something like a potluck thing, like some chicken wings or some little meatball things or a little smoked salmon on rice crackers so that, excuse me, there's something there for you. And it gives a message to other people. I was trying to think the other day, I was with somebody and they were talking about, because I'm going to have a, a, an open house for a bunch of gals from my church uh, later on in the month. And somebody was saying, well, you should have this and you should have that. And I said, well, you know, that's not a good message for people that are coming to my house. Even though they're from the church, even though they don't know anything about food allergies, I'm going to serve them exactly the right things so that they learn while they're at my place that this will be entirely gluten-free. There might be a big bowl of grapes or something and some cut-up vegetables, but they will basically be eating eating non-gluten, and apart from a small amount of a few grapes, they won't be getting anything sugary. And so for me, it's about education, and, and people watch you. You know, they're, well, there's that Caroline, what's she doing? Well, I'll be doing what I do all the time, which is stay away from offending foods. And by the way, at age 68 and a half, I'm feeling fabulous, and I want to say my latest blood work from my, my um, annual physical was pretty darn amazing. My doctor said, Caroline, I've never seen anyone at your age have such low-density uh, low lipoproteins, you know, which is the, is the type of cholesterol component that you don't want to have a high number for. She was absolutely amazed. She said, you better get out of here. Go, go do what you're doing and carry on doing it because there's nothing wrong with you. So that was very wonderful and very confirming about what I do. Well, that's another reason I I feel you're so successful is because you you walk your talk. You know, you didn't just listen to a few CDs about health and start going on the circuit. You know, you're, yeah, right. you're definitely um, very committed, and you've been watching this kind of stuff for 30 years. And I've seen you coach people that were working through cancer. I've seen you coach people that are very arthritic, and then they start uh, working with your programs, and they now are experiencing optimal health. I mean, it's just... It works, and the thing that I like to say, and especially if we're talking about unity, you know, the fifth principle is now through action and words, you know, we live it in our lives, and it's got to be more than a head trip about what we know. There needs to be specific actions that we take um, regarding our our health and our well-being, because if we're out there saying that we're positive people, energetically, if we don't look positive energetically in our physical dimension, if we look all worn out and tired, that is not the right message that we want to impart as leaders out in the field. Absolutely not. So I applaud you for, you know, first of all, walking your talk, but also for uh, sharing with people that we're getting back to who we are naturally. And I think that's what people don't sometimes understand is that naturally we're not designed to have wheat and dairy. I've actually heard in the medical profession if there were two things that were created that have done us uh, the most harm or created the most harm in our bodies, it's dairy and wheat. I wish that my family and people would have known that growing up because I was treated with all this stuff and, you know, pre-asthma and allergies and all this stuff when the bottom line is 
I used to eat, you know, big blocks of cheese and ice cream and, you know, all the things we were given. It's like, no wonder. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's no so wonder. amazing. I mean, it truly is amazing to think that it's so simple. Don't you find this? I mean, I find it fascinating. And you see, this is the universe. It's so simple. I mean, mm-hmm. the principles that Unity t- teaches are that life is delivering to you every single moment exactly what you need. That's the simple basic that life keeps bringing to you, all of these elements piece by piece, elements for growth and learning, elements for health enhancement, elements for prosperity. It's all right there when you learn a simple principle that whatever is in your mind is creating your world. Now, to get the body to turn around, wouldn't you know it, because you and I have similar backgrounds, wouldn't you know it? that you and I both suffered from unbelievable allergies. My mother was a dietitian, and she served us cheese by the slab and macaroni, and she, I mean, she you know, was doing it all by the dietary guidelines of having uh, protein and having calcium and so forth. So she was doing it right by her education, but that doesn't take into consideration every single body is different and has different needs. And I was getting sicker and sicker by the day you and I talked about this. I was a little runt of a kid with always, you know, runny nose and ruptured eardrums and bronchitis and away from school from this and that. And I did not get corrected until I started my path in environmental medicine. And that's when the whole thing got corrected. And I can safely say that I'm just like 90% of the population. I feel quite sure. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, everyone, you're listening today to the views of Caroline Sutherland with a proven track record of 30 years. If you're out there in the audience and you have um, issues with your children or coworkers or your own self, and, and be it in the ways of health, you'll want to go to carolinesutherland.com. I want to thank all of you for participating and listening to our weekly messages online at unitycampus.org. You can hear messages that are positive, that are uplifting, that are spiritual versus religious, that have many tools rather than rules in which to live an incredible life. Thank you, most importantly, for tuning in to Unity Online Radio, the voice of the awakening world, and for your support and donations, which allow us to reach people all over the world. I'm Temple Hayes, and we'll be right back after this short break. Chris Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net.
truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you are ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. We now return to From Good to Amazing with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thank you, everyone, for participating in today's show by your presence and for sharing the good word of what we do here on From Good to Amazing is help people live a greater and a more dynamic and quality life. We're talking today with Caroline Sutherland, carolinesutherland.com, author of... um, various books one is your body knows the other is how to stay young the body knows and all the tidbits that you could possibly want are there for you on caroline's website also her call in a weekly show on monday night and her radio show with um everything listed caroline we're talking about wow wouldn't it be nice if if people did not wait till they were at the doctor's office or until they had adrenal fatigue, our new 21st century disease or cancer or the various things uh, because of waiting so long to make those adjustments in their lives. I love to say that wouldn't it be nice if we could all listen to the whispers so we don't have to have those two by fours hitting us, you know, for a change. That would, that would be nice. Um, mm-hmm. Well, what would you say to, you know, so some of the situations that we have with adrenal fatigue now, what is it that we're doing to ourselves? Well, adrenal fatigue is related to, see, it, 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 again, it's unity principles. You know, we trust in the universe. We trust in the divine. But people aren't trusting. I mean, look at the economy now. Look at all the pressures. Look at the numbers of wars and hot spots in the world. Look at the environment, you know, that huge, big Hurricane Sandy that hit the East Coast. And and how could anybody trust in the great outworking of the universe when we have these kinds of displays of reality? But that is one of the, one of the, the things that's causing adrenal fatigue is stress known and unknown. And so the only, the only way we can get through that is prayer and meditation and to believe that, you know, everything is working out in exactly the right way. And so but that's tough for people to be able to embrace and get their minds around because, you know, whatever is happening is supposed to happen. Well, you know, that's, that's not so jolly on one level. So stress is really a big factor, and stress will throw off thyroid function. And what I see, and I did even when I came to see you in St. Petersburg at your wonderful campus there, is literally, I wouldn't want to say universal, but in about 90% of the people that I see, subclinical low thyroid, a thyroid that's not functioning well. 
Well, thyroid function is very involved in heart regulation and homocysteine levels. Homocysteine is an element uh, in, it, it, that you can have tested through your blood work to find out your risk for heart disease. And if the thyroid is not functioning properly, then it's going to affect homocysteine levels, which puts the person more at risk for, for a heart attack. So this thyroid is functioning at a subclinical level, not just clinical, which means a doctor would pick it up in a blood test, but subclinically, which means that it's at the bottom end of the normal range. And so that's throwing off all kinds of things, including heart, and it's all related to taxed adrenals. So what do you do when you have taxed adrenals? You have to rest. Oh, Caroline, easy to say that. I'm a menopausal woman and I can't sleep. Well, then it's related to low, low progesterone. So if a person has low progesterone, they won't sleep. So it's all linked together. But adrenals are almost the top of the octopus. I was doing a reading for a gal uh, in the Chicago area who had a big problem losing weight. She's completely stressed out with her job. She's traveling here, traveling there. They're not paying her enough. She's having problems at home. Her adrenals are taxed. And that, of course, throws off thyroid and weight uh, loss is, is, you know, then obviously um, thwarted. So this adrenal fatigue issue is quite big. So sleep is important, getting into bed early, understanding that there are healing energies that sweep the earth at 10 o'clock at night, and they gather all the souls and take them to the halls of learning where they're educated for their higher purpose. That's very much what happens to us in the dream state and in the sleep state. So sleep is important, taking B vitamins and making sure your iron level is just right. B vitamins help with adrenal fatigue. And then eating protein consistently. It doesn't have to be animal, but in some cases, and this may seem odd to a lot of listeners, I pick up that the person actually would benefit from eating red meat in certain cases, not all cases, but it does help certain people who are dealing with adrenal fatigue. And then a ton of supplements, like lots of supplements that really support adrenal function. And there's some nice herbs that will do that. B vitamins will be helpful. And then eating correctly. Don't whack out the adrenals with a bunch of caffeine and sugar because that'll just make things worse. The adrenal function will be worse. So it's exciting and lots of people... um, you know, who are listening can benefit from these very simple guidelines about what adrenal fatigue is and how to correct it. That's so great. It absolutely is and so crucial and so important. Now, one of the things that you said uh, when you were visiting our community that I feel uh, a lot of people benefited from was catching the train. (laughs) When you talk about catching Mm -hmm. the night train in order to have that good uh, quality sleep, you were saying that it's around that window of 10 or 11 o'clock, isn't it, that anything past that you're not catching the right yeah you want to be in bed lights out by ten thirty. that is an energy that literally sweeps the earth and it's i i believe i, I think it starts like at around nine ish nine thirty you know ten ish you want to be in bed lights out and a lot of people make a big mistake of staying up to 11 and 12 and one o'clock on the internet or sewing curtains or baking bread or whatever and they miss this incredible energy that literally gathers up the souls and takes them to the halls of learning where they're educated for their higher purpose. And who wouldn't want to know what their higher purpose is? 
So, so that's an important consideration. But sleep can be elusive, especially for women, especially over the age of 40 when they have sleep problems, and that's because of low progesterone. One of the things that I know you also work with a lot, Caroline, is, is you work with people with, with cancer. Um, you seem to be very adamant in, in saying that, you know, c- that cancer thrives in a sugar environment. Well, it does, but it's also, you know, it's, cancer is not just about um, sugar. I mean, we, we live in an incredibly toxic environment. You know, literally the um, industrial pollutants that are that are manufactured and disgorged into the atmosphere, you know, rank in the hundreds, and that's done on a daily basis. We have everything that we buy, everything is covered in plastic and water bottles and plastic wraps. And I find it, I mean, I scratch my head and say, where's the logic that a lot of communities are taking out the plastic handle bags and grocery stores? Quite frankly, that is that may be a gesture, but I, I don't find it particularly useful because every single thing in the store is covered with plastic. So one more bag when you've got, you know, every article of of produce and, and lettuce and whatever you name it is all stored in plastic. So it doesn't make any rational sense. So we, we have a lot of exposure to estrogen, and estrogen is proliferative. And if a person has a cancer that's ERPR positive, that's estrogen positive or um, progesterone positive, and if, we're, if we have estrogen dominance in our body, which just about everybody does because we're drinking water that has estrogen in it from birth control pills, and, you know, taking slabs of tofu and all this soy stuff, and that's going to raise estrogen levels. Estrogen is proliferative. So if there's a cancer that is related, that's hormonally related, um, then that can cause problems because of the natural exposures to estrogen. And I remember meeting an oncologist who said exactly the same thing. It's in the water. And so, you know, it's very hard to avoid estrogen, and that's, that's certainly a factor in cancer. A high-sugar diet is a body that's not detoxing properly, a body that needs liver support, adrenal support, and then attitude. A lot of people that have cancer have had a lot of stress or they're in misery or pain or they're hanging on to resentment. That's why they manifest cancer. And so it's multifaceted. You know a lot of very good supplements that are good, and I think detoxing the body is important, as I mentioned I have that program coming up in January, which is really great. But it's, it's multifaceted. And if a person has a diagnosis of cancer, just embrace it. Oh, this is interesting. This is going to be an adventure. And then get started on all of the avenues. Let go of everything that is not serving you in any way, shape, or form. Foods, people, habits, whatever. Let it all go and start to rebuild that body. People are tremendously successful now in shaking cancer. And I should give you a website in the last remaining moments, iptforcancer.com. I, P, and then T for cancer.com. That's insulin potentiation therapy, which is low-dose chemotherapy with minimal side effects. You don't lose your hair. You don't lose your energy. And God forbid that I ever would be diagnosed with cancer, but you can bet that would be exactly the form of treatment that I would be seeking. 
I would like to ask everybody to be sure and go to carolinesutherland.com. We have just touched the surface of all the things that are potentially possible for your life. And with health and with thriving energy, you can make all the difference in your career, in your home life, with your friendships and your relationships. I'm Temple Hayes, and I want to thank you for joining us today as I've been talking with Caroline Sutherland, author of The Body Knows. You can go to her website and find out more. Thank you for being with us, and we appreciate you supporting Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in to From Good to Amazing with Rev. Temple Hayes. Join us every Monday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern for more tools to move your life from good to amazing. This program is brought to you in part by Temple Hayes Ministries Online at www.templehays.org and First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. Online at www.unitycampus.org. Have you heard about Dr. Tom Shepard's new program on Unity Online Radio? Tom Shepard, isn't he the Unity Magazine question and answer guy? Right. Well, they've actually turned him loose with a radio show, and I hear it's going to be pretty edgy. Edgy? Like what? Guest panelists and students from Unity Institute and Seminary, topics like abortion, gay marriage, war and peace, environmental issues, Islamic fundamentalism, universal health care, religion and politics, current events. Yeah, but they'll all be Unity people, right? Dr. Tom and his students will talk about the hard questions facing all people today, sometimes joined by rabbis, priests, liberal and conservative ministers, Buddhist monks, Baha'is, Hindus. And he's going to interview them on the program? Better. He's going to introduce a controversial topic and let students and special guests go for it. This could get explosive. Does he have guys in black shirts standing by to break up the fights? <laughs> if I know Dr. Tom, he will keep it both friendly and spirited. Whoa, I gotta hear this. When and where? The program is called Let's Talk About It, and it's on every Thursday at 9 a.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio. So let's talk about it. Definitely, let's. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Rev. Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Unity. 
Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.